Good morning, dear listeners. How are you? You're listening to Jairut Radio, to the radio show of Hararet Anolad, the radio show that gives you the solutions for some parenting issues. This is a live broadcast. Today is January 6th, 2016. Dear listeners, um, actually, this is almost the last radio show from here, from Israel, Bezrat Hashem, towards my visit in New York, Bezrat Hashem, on the next week, um, from uh, January 14 through January 24. And Bezrat Hashem will give you some details about my lectures um, as soon as we can. Well, today, I would like to speak about the spatial ed. And when we're talking about spatial ed, I know that many, many parents are actually struggling with some kids that actually was diagnosed as suffering from some of disorders like ADHD or like ADD. And I know that many, many parents, they have a children in the kindergarten and they really... suspect maybe my child started to develop some disorder. Um, I know this issue um, really, really exists in the fog because nobody, no many people really know how to diagnose and how to test if my child needs a special ed. And the common, the common trend is to trust the mora, trust the uh, The Ganet, the teachers, just trust them. And if they say, "Look, I think that your child needs, needs uh, to take uh, medication, or maybe you need uh, special ed." So some of the parents actually are really naive and they take it like Torah and Moshe Sinai and they switch schools, they switch kindergarten. And it's very common that Sometimes you can see children that they don't need to be in a special ed, but parents actually put them there be- just because of the recommendation of the principal or teacher or something like this. Well, today, I would like to try to make an order in this very confusing issue of some disorders, behavioral disorders, maybe cognitive disorders, study disorders. Dear listeners, um, recently I got a question for, from one of my listeners here in Israel. And he asked me, look, I have a special kid. I have a child, he's nine years old, and he's always different. I mean, he's always forgetting something. He's always losing something. He always cries. Like a baby for some simple issues that anybody else in the same age will just overcome and, and he actually um, always have some issues always acting up. If I see my children and I know that one of them start crying, I already know who is guilty. And in the beginning, I was very angry with him. But today I know that he is a poor, but I cannot contain it. Because most of my kids are normal, and he is not normal. 
So he asked for me if I can help him. And in the first sight, when you're listening to this question, you probably guess that, yes, maybe I have my own sound just like him. And it sounds very regular, simple question. But I want to challenge this question. I want to check the source and the roots of this question. And I want to prove that the attitude of this question are really, really definitely wrong. And we have to just cut it. Do not continue this wrong perception. And let's try to elaborate the words. How, how can we define a different kid or a special ed? One of the psychologists told me once that, he told me, I give you an example. Let's say that you have a road and many cars are driving the road. You can see that you have two lanes and some cars driving in the middle of the lane, some cars going to near the shoulder of, of the lane of the road. But suddenly you can see a car that he drives out completely out of the shoulders then I can define it that he's not normal. Then he told me, you see, the same principle when you're talking about people. There are some different people. They're not equals. But, you know, they're going on a lane who trend right, who trend left, but... You can see some people that going out of the road shoulder, then you know he is not normal. Then I told him, look, I want to explain you something. Let's say that you are a psychologist and you have a, someone who came for you to treat him. And then he, told, he, he tells you, that he has a problem. He washes his hand thousand times a day. He takes a shower eight, eight times a day. He always afraid maybe he got some disease. He always has anxieties. He's not eating, he's not sleeping. This is the symptoms of his behavior. Then what do you think? He is normal or not? Then the psychologist told me he is not normal for sure. Then I told him, look, this is the center point, the main point of the contradiction between Torah to psychologist perception. By the Torah, Hashem created many, many, many people. And Chazal tells us that It means that just like the different by the, their faces, the faces are different from one to another, 
The same way the minds, the thoughts, the perception of each one of them are different from one another. I mean, Hashem created people very different. I mean, you can look at someone in the, you, you can see it in the kindergarten. You can see Yossi that he getting angry very, very fast. If someone just did it, something to him, he start yelling, he start beating, hitting. You can see someone else. You can see Benny. Benny really calm boy. He has no issues. You can try to drive him crazy. He will stay calm. But on the other hand, when Benny got uh, 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 candies, he can eat and eat and eat more and more and more. He really feel a huge desire for candies. But Yossi, who's getting nervous, he doesn't feel that he like it. You can offer him many candies. He wouldn't eat it. I mean, Hashem created us with different characters. So what is the mission? What is the job of a Jew, of any Jew, including children in this world? I mean, we all born with different powers. We all born with different with a different characters. So if we have the same goal, the same purpose, it's not a fair play. You know why? Because we born with a different powers with different skills. The Gemara says that before someone born to the world, Hashem makes an announcement in heaven. Which means Hashem makes the announcement. This little baby he will born to the world, he will be rich or maybe poor. And Hashem announcement, make announcement if he will be tall or short, if he'll be um, uh, smart or maybe stupid. Beside one decision that Hashem doesn't make, Sadiq or Rasha, if he'll be righteous, or wicked, Hashem doesn't make any decision. That's what Chazal told us. The entire facts of life are dependent only on Hashem. Beside one thing that He gave us the opportunity to make the difference. Besides the Yerachamayim. If you will be tzaddik or asha, righteous, or maybe wicked, the only one who makes the decision is you, yourself. But we're born with a different powers. That's right. So if the common, if the common target, the common goal of the creation is to be righteous, it's not a fair play because we have different powers. Yes, 
Because this is not the goal. This is not a purpose. To be righteous is not a purpose. Sorry for shaking you. You know what is the purpose of the creation? To be mitkadeh. Do you remember this term that I anticipated during my lecture? To be mitkadeh. To make one step ahead from the place that you are. To put an effort. To try. To do your best to be better than yesterday. This is our goal. This, this is me in life on purpose. And that's the way we have to educate our children. When we're talking about to promote children, to develop children, it's not transmission of knowledge. It's not just to pass much knowledge to our children, which called studies. Studies is not education. I mean, we have a little conflict because when I try to translate from Hebrew to English, I cannot really make it well. You know why? Because the whole concept of education in English and education, which means chinuch in Hebrew, in Lashon HaKadosh, are totally different. When you say in English, education, you are talking about studies. You are talking about knowledge. You are talking about certifications. When, you, when we're talking about chinuch in Lashon HaKadosh, we're talking mostly about the characters, about the midot, about to try to be better. And this point, unfortunately, we all missing. We miss the point. If we see some of our kids, he has some difficulties with studies. He doesn't really understand the studies quick. He have some delays. He have some uh, destructive. He always destructive. So we guess he need a special ad, because ad in our world is studies, and this is totally against the Torah, against the Torah perception. The Torah tells us. The only scale I'm gonna I'm gonna evaluate your progress in this world is in which point I born you and to which point you got in your last day on this world. How many efforts you put? What have you done in your own hands? How much you tried to be better, no matter if you succeeded or not. How much you tried. How much it was in the center of your life. The Avodat Hashem was the center of your life. A strong will to make one step forward and one step forward. If that's the way, if that's what was 
the goal of your life, then it doesn't really matter if you succeeded or not. Because succession, because successful is only a gift from heaven. Only gift from heaven. That's what the Mishnah says in Masechet Avot. Yagata umatsata tamin. If you've been trying harder and really found, you really gained what you want, then you believe. That's right. And I ask a very simple question in this Mishnah. Yagata, which means you did your efforts, umatsata, and you made it. Tamin, that's correct. That's right. But in Hebrew, when you when you say matzata, which means you found something, found finding something in Hebrew in Lashon Hakodesh Metziah, it's you can call to Metziah only for a thing that you didn't look for it. I mean, if I search for my keys, and suddenly I say, "Oh, I found it." By the Torah, it doesn't, it's it's not called I found it. It's not Metziah. Because you look for it. You, you were searching for that. So I don't wonder when you actually got it. But if I was walking down the street and suddenly I found a, 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 a watch of gold, then by the Torah we can say, oh, I found this is Metziah. Only something that I it wasn't it was not be on, on, on my mind. I didn't think about it. I didn't look for it. And suddenly I found it. That's what you can call Metziah. I find something. So Yagata Umatsata. If you tried harder, how you can say Matsata? Matsata it's easy going without putting effort. So the answer is very simple. And the answer, I really want us today to learn it. There is no connection between Yagata to Matsata. There is no connection between putting in efforts to gain something because of the efforts. Your duty in the world as a Jew, is to put an effort, to try, to make one step forward, to be mitkadem. But matzata, if you really gain something, it's only because you matzata. It's a totally, completely gift from heaven, no connection to your effort. But the sense, it makes sense that if you really try hard, then Hashem will give you the gift. You're entitled to the gift. That's right. But there is no, any, any essential connection between your efforts to your gains. Because your duty is to put an effort. If you gain something because of these efforts, it's a gift from heaven. And we're missing this point in education. When we're raising the children, we're always talking with them about achievements. 
I wanted to get a good circuit certificate. I wanted to go to a college, to a high school. I wanted to be acceptable in society. I wanted to get studies. I ready to pay any price for school because I want you to be in a profession when you graduate your school. And we're missing the point of trying, of efforts. There are no everybody born equals. At least 30% of any students in the world, in any high school, in any elementary school, at least 30%, they have no skills to get marks of 90% or 100% for a long time. At least 30% of students cannot make the, the achievements that the, systems, the school system actually demand from them. So what's going to be with those 30%? So if we're always looking about studies, about marks, about achievements, those 30%, there's no chance. We actually bury that. What we can do. But if we would explain to our children the very simple point, and we will teach ourselves to live with that, that the purpose, the goal is to be better, is to make one step forward, is to be mitkalem, just like Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai told in the Gemara, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai told us that he saw a very few Bnei Aliyah. You know what's the mean? What is the definition of Bnei Aliyah? Bnei Aliyah is people that put in efforts to be better than yesterday, to be mitkadem, to make one step forward. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, he was living in a world of Torah. He has many, many friends. There was Tanaim, Kedoshim. And he says, I saw a very few Bnei Aliyah. If there are two, it's me and my son. It was a generation of righteous people. Did you saw only a few Bnei Aliyah? Yes. Because this secret was missing through the generations. And then we're missing the point of to be mitkadem, to make one step forward, to make one step forward, just because this is the purpose, this is the goal, this is the purpose that Hashem created us. And this point we have to pass to our children. Tell your children, my dear son, each one of your friends has a different skills, different talents. And the question is not how much you study, how much you're learning, how much you succeed.
I don't care about that. But I care only on one point. I don't want you to be idling. I want you to be mitkadem. I want you to do the best that you can in a certain moment, in a certain date. It depends on your mood. That's right. Not all the days are equals. That's right. Some days we have more cheshek. Some days we're losing cheshek. We have no desire to be mitkadem. But at the point you exist, at the point you are, from this point, I want you to make one micromillimeter procedure. Progress. I want you to be mitkadem. So we opened this radio show with the question that I received. How can I struggling with this spatial ad kid that he always forgetting something? He always confused. He always acting up. If someone did to him a little pat, he just think that he want to hit me and he reacted back. And we get nervous on him. We angry with him because we the adults has no patience. We have no power to struggling with this. I just want you to be like everyone. Please be on the, the mainstream. I want you to be back on stream. Why? Because it's comfortable to you, the parent. Why you kick this boy out of your class just because... He has no patience to sit on a chair for the entire lesson because it's inconvenience to you, teacher. Do you think this is a reason? That's what you're going to answer in heaven, in the world to come when Hashem will ask you, why did you kick out my dear Yossi from your class? Then you say, it was difficult to him to sit on a chair during the lesson. Do you really think that Hashem will accept this answer? And you, dear teacher, don't you have your own difficulties in your, in your life? And you all struggling with the other issues, just like a model? You, all, you also have some failure, right? You also fail here and there. So why you have patience for yourself and you didn't have patience for your dear Yossi in your class? Do you have the answer? Think about it. You have a class with 30 students, with 30 Talmudim. Each one of them is, a whole, is an old world. Each one of them has his unique has his strugglings. Each one of them is a different whole world. Did you try to promote your Talmudin? Or maybe you always was dealing with, how, how can I make this class to be calm? How? Yossi is my enemy because he's always bothering me during the, the lesson. And you yell at him. You are interrupting me to, to pass the lesson. 
interrupting you? Do you think your Talmidim came to serve you? You make the game upside down? You the teacher. You came to serve them. That's what they pay you for. Did you forget it? So you kick them out because you're not in my stream. You're not on the mainstream. Especially because he has difficulties to be on a mainstream. That's why you have to put a lot of efforts to help him. To find the little micromillimeters of progress that he already did and praise him for that. And try to express real appreciation to your students, to your Talmudim, about any little promotion, about any little step forward. That's the way we have to raise our children. But when we approach the issue of special ed, first of all, Let's try to remember, there is no a pure definition of a special ed. We call it special because it's extremely different from the mainstream. But the very fact that it's extremely different doesn't make it special ed. No. The very fact that it's inconvenience to us to contain this people to struggle with their issues doesn't make him doesn't make them unnormal they are normal because the normalization of this world is that people born totally different from one another if you have some difficulties to accept the way Hashem created His world, and I emphasize His world, not us. So you have to go to a therapist, but not your Talmud. Don't make him a troublemaker. Maybe you are, but not your student. Just because he has some difficulties or he distracted because any little noise in the lesson doesn't make him unnormal. If you have difficulties to accept that, maybe you are the unnormal here. Well, the listeners, we're going to a small musical break. And uh, right after that, we shall tell you about a few of my lectures uh, the next week. It's actually start from Motzei Shabbat. The next Motzei Shabbat, we have some lectures. Uh, and you will have the opportunity to make a, an appointment with me. We'll give you the details. Bezrat um, Hashem on the next week towards Shabbat. I'm going to be in New York for 10 days. So, dear listeners, dear friends, try to use this opportunity. Now we're going to a small musical break. And we'll be right back with you. So stay with us. Well, we have a little 
Fellow friends in New York, this is Abraham Barzilai from the radio show of Haraet Anolad on J-Rich Radio New York. I have the pleasure to invite you to a 10 days of an unforgettable journey. In this journey, we will find out the secrets behind our children's behavior and we will learn how to struggle with the issues that came up day by day in raising children. I have the honor to invite you to my workshops in Mansi, in Brooklyn, And if you really need, you can set an appointment with me. My visit in New York will take place between January 14th to January 24th. Don't miss this opportunity. Be there. Call now 
and save your seat. 845-596-9682 or 347-7017-588. If you want to join to our WhatsApp group for ongoing updates all over my visit and before and after, send a WhatsApp request to 917-690-1439. Enjoy your lecture. So uh, the phone number for those who want to meet me in private, um, you can call to Mrs. Annette. Her phone number is 917-753-1363. That's 917-753-1363. If you want to get an appointment, um, and if you want to arrange a lecture, you can call Mrs. Ilana, 347-701-7588. Uh, we also have a WhatsApp group um, for on ongoing uh, updates. Um, all the details, lectures, shiurim, um, appointments, anything you need to know about my next visit in New York next week. You can just uh, send a request to join the WhatsApp group. You can send uh, the request to Mrs. Meital, which actually she is the manager of this uh, WhatsApp group. You can send your request to 917-690-1439. That's 917-690-1439. Let me to remind you that you can keep and send us your text messages with your questions right now, and we will try to give you the answers during this year. Um, our phone number for text messages 347-927-8398. For text messages to my radio show right now, you can send us your questions 347-927-8398. Um, I just want to tell you that Bezat Hashem, uh, in my lectures, we have a new uh, education kit. Includes a um, very respected uh, uh, kit of five CDs that it's actually um, a whole workshop parenting workshop um, by cities and it's actually going with a special booklet. It's going together as a package and Bezvat Hashem, it will be available. It's a brand new, brand new kit with a booklet and five cities um, and it will be available only on my lectures or if someone meeting me he can get it. So all details, you can call 
347-701-7583 or 347-701-7588. Now, the listeners, let's go on with our topic. Today, we spoke about spatial ed. But let's try to not ignore the issue itself. I mean, we all know that sometimes, and each one that has an, his own experience, or if you're a teacher, you probably has the experience, what you can do when you really have someone in your class that he's suffering from uh, spatial ed, he's suffering from uh, uh, um, some issues, um, he cannot sit on his chair, he cannot stay calm, he's always reacting. How you can manage your class when you have someone like him? So I'm not totally ignoring the issue. I mean, yes, there are some kids that really need what we call special ed. I mean, special ed on the right purpose. When we're talking about, okay, I know you have difficulties. I know that Hashem demands you, different demands of your friends. That's why I'm trying to help you and I want you to enjoy your studies and I, uh, I want you to, to, to learn and I want you to get some achievements in your life just for your feeling to be uh, 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 satisfied. But I want to help you with it. That's why I created a special ed, a special class, a special school, okay? That should be the attitude. Now, how we can help them? I want to explain one of the very important principles of life. The only thing that can make someone to make one step forward is feeling of enjoyment. When you feel good with something, no matter what, but if you feel good with something, then you have chance to go with it to develop that and to promote yourself in this field. We all know we, we were kids and we remember from school that one of the section of studies was math. And most of the kids doesn't really like math because it's a lot of numbers and, and it's complicated thinking. And, and, and I know I have... I have no power for that, okay? Most of kids in our generation in these days don't like the section of math, okay? But you can see that there are some children, they really love to learn math. It's actually depend on the structure of the brain some children has a different structure of a brain. They like, they have math thinking. They like it. 
but it's not so many students, right? But if they like it, you can see that after they get their certification, they already graduate school and they don't have any need or any task to learn for, but they still stay interested in this field of math. They like to solve some examination. They like to do that and they become it to a profession. They can work in a bank, calculating. There are many, many professions that the only one who work in these professions is just because he like it. So even math, the most boring field in studies, even math can be something that actually fills you with a good feeling. Because if you enjoy something, you go with that all over your life. If you like to learn geography, you will be interested, even if you're 60 years old, you still open the book of Atlas, the book which paints the old world, and you like to learn where is Africa, where is South Africa, where is the North, where is the, what is the Gulf Stream? You like to learn about it because you feel enjoyment. The same principle we have to copy to our life, to our children. If you want your children to internalize some values, you have to make sure that you really enjoy these values. I mean, you want to educate your little child to pray in the shul in Shabbat. So why are you so tough with him? Why you hold his hands strongly and seriously, you're going to sit next to me and you open the Siddur and I want to see you reading from the Siddur. Why are you so tough with him? Do you really believe that he will internalize the value of shul, of tefillah, just because you are tough with him? Who likes someone to be tough with him? Who like it? We already learned in our radio shows during the past that Surat Adam, the structure of a personality, the unique of a personality, any personality, is the powers of Bechira, of making choice. The feeling that I manage my life, I make my decision, this is the hardcore of any personality in the universe. And that's what you want to take from him. You want to force him. You're going to sit in this certain chair. And you will take this certain siddur. And you will say these certain words in the tefillah. Do you really believe he's going to internalize that? You're really naive. you actually destroying all his personality structure and you want to build him? Are you serious? 
Try to make it pleasure. Try to make it easy. Indeed, you have to keep your uh, discipline strong. That's right. But discipline doesn't mean acquisition. We're talking about discipline. We're talking about firmness. We're not talking about to be aggressive with your child. And when he sits next to you and he opens the CD and he reads from the book, then try to pet him. Try to put your hand on his shoulder. Express your appreciation. Show him that he is important by you. When you come home after school, tell to your wife, you know, mommy, today our dear Yossi has a great tefillah. I was so impressed, deeply impressed by his tefillah. And two or three days later, mention it. When you eat supper, when you sit with a family, hold your child's hand and tell him, you know, Yossi, I can forget your tefillah in Shabbat, in the last Shabbat. You cannot imagine what it did to me. Sometimes, you know, in my work, I, I'm working really hard. And sometimes I feel, I feel so frustrated. But suddenly a picture came up, a picture of you when you sit next to me and you read the tefillah from the Siddur. I want you to know that today you gave me the power to go through. Praise him. Make sure that they feel enjoyment with the values you try to inherit in him. This is the only way your child will start to develop his own will to this direction. Direction of tefillah, direction of good midot. When your child actually gave up for a toy to his brother, to his sibling, that's the time to praise him. Don't forget it. Two days after that, mention it. Speak about it. Show a real honest appreciation, but it has to be real. If you just try to perform, to acting like you appreciate that, it wouldn't work. It won't work. But if you really think about him, if you really think about the very fact that you have the merit to get a child that come with you to a shul. Do you know how many other parents didn't get this merit? Do you, do you know how many parents should wish to have children like yours? Think about it. Appreciate it. You have a child with a yarmulke. You have a child who going to school every morning to learn Torah. Appreciate that. It's not obvious. Think about it. 
Not so many people has this merit. Many Jewish parents, the children don't learn in a Jewish school, or even if it's Jewish school, they're not learning Torah. So even if your child makes some issues in school, in the kindergarten, in the kindergarten think about the, the, the half full of the cup. Think about what you have. And believe, is not, believe me, it's not a half of cup. It's 99% of the cup. You have so, so, so many positive things in your children. We just have to put a focus on it. Is a job is a job to put a focus on it. But don't forget it. Don't forget the positive thing that your child already have. Try to recreate a new picture of your children. When you think positive on your children, they will start to develop positive behavior, believe me. And this is the only way. It doesn't work with punishments, no threats, no even rewards. Just praise Him. Just show them that we really appreciate them. This is the only way to promote anyone in the universe. If you are a boss and you have many workers, if you think to be tough with them, or thread them, do not pay them, and oh, they will be in shock, and then, then they will start to work well. Sorry to disappoint you, dear boss. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. If you want them, you want your workers to work good, try to find the, the unique of each one of them. And emphasize it. And express your appreciation for any one of them. And it has to be honest. Then, they will have the cheshik to make your work. And you succeed. In Bezvat Hashem, you'll be matzliach. Dear listeners, we have to finish this radio show. Let me to remind you, next week I'm going to be in New York. If you want a special appointment with me or you want to join to my lecture, call now to 917-753-1363. 917-753-1363. If you want to join to our WhatsApp group, 917-690-1439. Thank you, dear listeners. Thank you for listening to Haroet Hanolad. Keep listening to J Ridge Radio. Bye-bye.